Hello and welcome to the Complaint Desk. Drop your complaints in the bin on your way out. We're just two worship pastors discussing all things worship and church leadership. I'm Danny, I'm here with Doug, and we're here to help you navigate the life and ministry of a worship pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump right in. Oh, my friend. Oh, oh, it got me. Oh, you're always the one that doesn't unmute. Oh, man. I made sure I turned mine off at like 40 seconds to go to make sure. I fell. I fell victim to the mute button. Oh, what's up? Good, man. It feels good to be back on here. Uh, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know we've been so busy we hadn't even really hardly talked a whole lot since when we we stopped right before Thanksgiving, right? I know you got a haircut. <laughs> Probably need to shave, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up? How are things oh, going? Not much. Things are good, man. Just busy as always, doing doing all the things. It's funny um, how life goes, man. You always think, well. Let me get past this, and then, and then things will ease up. I, I won't have as much to do, and things will be yeah. Things will be, and then you're and then you're in your forties, and you're like, forties. <laughs> I'm more worried about my eighties at this point. Yeah, eighties. <laughs> I tell people all the time, and and the Lord decides that, but I, I don't know if I'll make it to the eighties. <laughs> you're right, He does, but I tell you, don't blink, man, because if if it, forty, get there fast how would I ever have. However old am I? 43. 43 is any indication. Yeah. 80's going to be here in about five minutes. Some uh, older folks laugh laugh at me. They're like, yeah, you're still young. You got a lot of life to worry about and all that stuff. Yeah, so, a, lot, a lot of life to worry about. A lot of life to worry about. That's, that's what we're calling it these days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. How, how about you? How's things going? Oh, man. We're good. Uh, same. Busy. Nonstop. Yep. Everything just... We just keep on keeping on, man. So, no no rest for the weary, brother. Well, our intro told us that uh, said that we're we're talking about all things worship and leadership. So we need to talk about it. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, we do. But um, well, let's get started then. Um, yeah. As we as we always do, um, we get started with God's word. And uh, mm-hmm. brother, I'll let you go ahead and get started if you want to. And then, uh, yeah, I will... first Corinthians nine, 19 through 23. I was just, of course, have read this passage before, but, um, first Corinthians nine, I was just kind of walking through this. I was looking for something in particular and then I came upon this again and, and it just kind of reached out and smacked me in the head again. Um, <laughs> uh, but 19 through 23 of chapter nine, it says for the, for though I am free from all freedom, liberty, um, that that kind of combined there, I've made myself servant to all, that I might that I might win more than more of them, and that's that's just a, a pressing thought that to, to voluntarily put my mindset and myself in servitude to others. That's a mm. that's not the way the world works nowadays. You know that, that <laughs> no. we see out out there. That's how Christ has it. So to continue on, this is the Jews. To the Jews, I became a Jew. In order to win Jews, to those under the law, I became one who was under the law, though not myself under the law. He had to make sure to put that there, <laughs> yeah. that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I am weak, uh, that I might win the weak. And I have become all things to all people, that all by all means I might save some. And I'm sure, he, obviously, he's talking about God through him saving. Mm-hmm. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. And it, it just kind of, you know, it's just a simple thought. I, I so many times get so complainy about this or gripey about this or or what have you that my rights and, I'm, I, you know, I can do this or I can do that. This is the mindset that every Christian should have whatever I need to do, whatever situation I need to put myself, wherever people are at, I as a, as a Christian and hopefully a mature Christian should put myself with them and put myself where they're at in their time, their space, whatever, whatever the case may be. And maybe I'm not explaining it 
quite right, but my attitude should be humble and that of servitude so somebody else can be saved or that that might be saved and hear the gospel. So, Well, that's the heart of um, discipleship in a nutshell, yeah. right? Is yeah, it's a discipleship passage. It, well, it's the attitude of becoming more like Jesus to the point where we're willing to give up whatever our preferences are, whatever our mm-hmm. desires are for the good of someone else. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's even our, even our calling to that point. We, we talk about being pastors and our, our shows, the complaint desk, but, uh, and sure we hear a lot of complaints and we make light of them and things like that. But even our calling, I mean, I don't know what, what, Outside in in the world, I, I was called to be a pastor, right? Yep. And what, everything that that comes with, yep. my whole job is to shepherd other people and to lead other people to mm-hmm. Christ, you know? And I, I think that's the most fantastic job in the world, but at the same time, this is the attitude that I should have, right? Right. None of us are exempt, right? Right. It's a good word. I like that passage. And uh, I'm I'm completely changing mine up because as you read that, I was thinking about um, a passage that I often use, like in a in a benediction prayer or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, just because I think it it, it reiterates it it confirms uh, what what we're to do when we walk out the door of the church. Okay. Mm. So and then your your passage just kind of reminded me of this. And I thought, you know what, it'd be good to share that today. So let me share Colossians 4, uh, starting so verse. So you're not going to read Exodus 1, chapter 1, chapter chapter 15. No, I'm not going to read Exodus 1 through 15. Um, <laughs> Colossians, all right. I, I did finally remember why I put all 15 chapters in there. But uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just going to read about four verses, three verses, Colossians 4, starting in 2, Paul writes this. He says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, and here's the part that I often use, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Mm. But that, Mm -hmm. um, pray that God, Paul's writing this, pray that God would open a door for the word so that we can declare the mystery of Christ. Mm. That I can make it clear and that it will be gracious. That's, I mean, I, I try to social media. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I try to put that in front of the people every week because that's the mission, right? Mm-hmm. That God will open a door that we can share his word and that his word will go forth in power with, with full effect, right? To yeah. those that we proclaim it to, whether it's to a Christian who knows it well and it, it, um, it builds them up. It reminds them of the calling that they have mm. or to the non-Christian who's never heard it so that they will encounter the truth. So, I mean, those are the people that we encounter. I mean, yes, there's there's a whole spectrum, but at the end of the day, you're building up a believer or you're calling a non-believer to repentance. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want that to be in front of our people every Every Sunday that I pray that benediction, that's what I pray. That's good. I might, I might, I might start doing something like that. That's Steal good. it, man! You can do it. Steal I give, it. I give you permission. <laughs> but I want the people to know this is what yeah. you're called to do. Go and do it, right? So, well, we need that reminder. Good gracious, we need a reminder every day. Sunday's the day that. Sunday's the day that, that we, we go to church and we're reminded fully and, and you know, Monday is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then we step into Monday and it's, it's, it's a, you know, we're at a workplace, we're doing whatever, and we need to be reminded again of that because that's when it, it but hits. Even as a pastor, though, Monday yeah. hits 
and Sunday's gone, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and usually you're dealing with the things, the the the, the fallout from Sunday the fallout, of, yeah. of whatever. Yeah, not really fallout. But yeah, well, whatever. You didn't do this things. right. You didn't do that right. Yeah, yeah. Mondays Mondays are hard. I don't love Mondays. But I, my Mondays are turning into Mondays through Fridays and Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays. Come on now. And I we haven't been on for a while, but I, there's been and same thing for you. We when we've talked, it's everything is just head spinning. There's so much going on, and it's well. Go ahead and jump into that. Let's let's talk a little bit yeah. about that. I know a lot of things have changed in the what two and a half months we've not been on. Yeah. So let's let's catch up on that a little bit. So go ahead. You were getting ready to get started. I, I don't want to stop you, but oh, let's no, go no, ahead no. and get rolling. Just, let's talk about some of those things. I was trying to make a spiritual well, thought. Make it. <laughs> make it and then tell us. Go. Uh, so for just a lot of what's been going on, so we, we were back at Christmas, and I think we just kind of – the reason why we haven't been on is because there was so much going on at Christmas time and so much going on through the new year, uh, making sure we – family time it's you know all those things are going on the church and stuff like that uh to kind of start with with back there christmas services went well um our situation here is we've had a new pastor now for about a year going on a year um he's doing fantastic uh leadership really stretching into some things he's just kind of starting to come into his own because when you come to a new church it takes forever (sighs) to get a foothold I mean, I've been here Especially almost five years. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and and so many of those dynamics. So um, he's been doing well, really getting into knowing the people, which I think is something neat to see. Yeah. Uh, every pastor says they try to do that when they come, but not all really do yeah. that. You know, yeah. for for people who are introverts, and that is not something they do naturally. Um, but uh, Luke's been doing doing very well with that. He's a people person, loves the people. Our Christmas services went well, though. We had uh, a good number in attendance. Um, here in Florida, we're not, you know, masking overly or anything like that. Did, and in some places, it's did y'all different. Go, did y'all do a Christmas Eve service? We did. We did do a Christmas Eve service. We did something different, though. Um, I know a couple churches up there do this as well. We did not have the service on the day after Christmas, which was the 26th. Okay. We considered that be with family day um, for our context. And I know there's probably some out there going, oh, my goodness, this is so unbiblical. For our context, <laughs> we we don't have a lot come on the 26th or something that's after. Yeah. So maybe that's Sunday after yeah. because of some of our folks are retirees. Uh, snowbirds, what we call snowbirds, they kind of live in two places during one in the summer and one yep. in the winter. And, you know, a lot of people, we did, we did have, you know, some people were in, but the cool thing we did as a staff or really our pastor kind of headed, head spearheaded this. He put out, um, a sermon from his house, had his family, uh, together, mm-hmm. uh, and they did a song, a couple songs and, and he preached a, a message and we had that ready to go for that, that day. Okay. Dude, first time in ministry I've ever been at home on that Sunday with my family and not had to. And and then really that was the crux mm-hmm. of why we did it. We've got a lot of volunteers that make Sunday yeah. happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to step into that. So I know it wasn't, you know, some of the more traditionalists would kind of eyeball that and be like, I don't know. But. I believe it went really well. We had a lot of positive feedback on that. So that was neat. We'll get ready because Christmas is on Sunday this year. I know. And we'll have service on Christmas, I'm pretty sure. What what we have committed to doing is the Sunday after Christmas, we're going to have that off. So ironically, this next year, so Christmas is going to be on New Year's Day. So, I mean, uh, the day off that we would, the yeah. Sunday off we would take would be New Year's Day. Yeah. Not because it's New Year's, but just because we're kind of committed to doing that. Giving that break. Yeah. So That's good, though. We'll see how that flows. Christmas Eve, we'll have a Christmas Eve service likely, and then turn around the next day, we'll have a, a service that day. for. We do, like this year, I actually wasn't even here this year. We were... Um, Sinner. Yeah, well, I was in church. <laughs> just wasn't <laughs> in my church. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, we'll do a very... It'll be a shorter service 
It'll be mm. um, very simple. It'll probably just be a handful of carols on the piano. Yeah, it's probably what we'll do. Um, that's what people want to sing, and I'm good with yeah. that. Um, obviously, yeah. I don't. I'd sing Christmas carols this Sunday, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much I'm you love Christmas music. Them. I'm uh, full tired of them by th- that time. 317 days till Christmas, just so you know. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, and let, you know, kind of let me underscore that just a second, though, because it, it context is important. The context of your church and the context of where you're at. Understanding that making a decision like that, not everybody's going to agree with that. Maybe. Not everybody's going to agree with anything, any decision you make nowadays. <laughs> I think if it's communicated well and we step into that and own that and, you know, if we if we if we get through it and we feel like hey this is just odd and this was kind of we feel like we're do, wrong doing this then you back up you change that decision but i think it was very positive uh you got to have many, that process of evaluation right yeah yeah and and a lot of our volunteers loved it they just like yeah, they were no like doubt. wow we get to spend sunday with our family and don't have to get out of bed and um the lord is honored in that and you might ask well how you didn't come to church god doesn't live the church right God's honored in you investing in your family and, and doing it that way. So I think that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, as long as it's so not Christmas, a, as long as it's not a habit, right? Right, right. Yeah. And doing it once, yeah, no, twice. Nowhere whatever. in the Bible yeah, nowhere in the Bible that says you had to walk in the church every single Sunday and every time <laughs> the doors are open. That's more out of tradition. Yeah. I do firmly believe that you should not forsake gathering. The sure. Bible says don't forsake gathering together. Yeah, no doubt. So when you can and are able to do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we've been in our church because we've got a new pastor, because of some of our history, uh, we have had throughout the past 15 or 20 years, some of our organizational documents, mm-hmm. constitution, bylaws, all those things are a little bit dated, Doesn't match. a little bit unclear, don't match each <laughs> other practically in yep. how we govern church and do yep. things. So our pastor is... Um, Leading that, and as well as I am, um, we're part of a, we formed a clarity team of me and some other folks in the church, leaders in the church that are sitting down and painstakingly walking through all these things to make sure we're, we're tight and we're good. Because really the thinking there is if we're trying to operate in, in whatever way that God calls us to operate biblically, and we're not even, our documents are not even saying the same thing. We, we've got a, a yep. foundational crack. Yep. So we're just trying to sew that up. And that's, believe me or not, believe it or not, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. We're doing some of the same things. I mean, and even at my previous church, we did it because you end up as churches grow, you're, you drift a little bit from your your official procedures, mm-hmm. your fig- official documentation. And like it's to the point where, uh, my previous church, and it's it's happening here now, is where you have staff that are tasked with certain things, but yeah. your your constitution has um, committees that are responsible for the exact same thing, and they just don't match up. Right. So right. you've got to go and clean clean something up one way or the other, right? Either let your staff person yeah. go or, <laughs> or take it yeah. off the committee, <laughs> like well, that. Well, and it's it's a it's also to do with a little bit with the polity and the how the yep. church is governed and. Um, res- roles and responsibilities. You know, our pastor has said that many yep. times. We need to really define roles and responsibilities. Yep. It's so funny to me, but not really funny, but it's it's kind of interesting to me that every church I've been at, and you know, history yep. of some of the churches that I've been yep. at, um, when you have a turnover in staff, and inevitably you got committees that have to start stepping up and taking some of those. Yeah. And they immediately they turn around and say, "What's your job responsibilities? Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't know. Yeah. There's what's written on paper and there's what's reality. Yeah. And that always shifts because of staff turnover and people have to yeah. take different responsibilities and do different things. So we're just trying to be clear about it moving forward. That way there's no ambiguity. Uh, people know. And, and it, it, for me, it all comes down to this: we're 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 doing a discovery class here at the end of this month on new members for new mm-hmm. members to come mm-hmm. in um 
for me, the, the crux of it, it all funnels down to this. When I stand in a, in a new member's class, I want to be able to tell them clearly what they're joining or what they are potentially joining uh-huh. and who we are, yeah. what we believe with clarity. And that's important. Well, and here's here's another piece of that. I'll just throw this out there. Um, yeah. You need to follow your documents. Mm-hmm. So if your documents don't match what you do, change your documents to match what mm-hmm. you do or change what you do to match your documents one way or the right. other. Because, right. look, let's just be honest, in today's society, when your, when your uh, reality does not match your documents, that's where you open yourself up in the court system, right? Yeah, legality-wise and, and also just practically day-to-day, um, there's all different types of people. There's some people that, that are just want to you know, letter of the law, yep. follow closely to yep. those things. And there's some people who are more and more loose, not that they're wrong or, or any transgressions, but um, it, I find it important for any potential situation that comes up, like you said, follow the, follow what you have agreed upon as a church. Yep. And, and you and better and believe that. that they'll point out where you don't oh, yeah. follow your procedures. Absolutely. Um, if, Absolutely. if it comes down to a court case, right? Yeah. So it's important not not just for organization's sake, but just for safety's sake, right? Mm-hmm. Your documents should be fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Have a procedure like you guys are doing and like we're doing and ha- and I've done in the past. Have a procedure for amending those documents and updating those. Mm-hmm. I know this is boring, but just I do want to echo what you're saying is do, do what your documents say because you, you at least close some of those gaps, right? Yeah. That you don't there, want to open there, yourself and, up to. And I feel like there's extremes to both of those because there's the the legalist that would say, you know, and we've had that in our Southern Baptist Convention where people Whoa. come in, our documents, our Baptist faith and message doesn't say this, this, and this, and this. What Bible you should use and how you should do this and how yep. you should do that. Yep. Well, and then there's the other extreme that, oh, you should be led by the Spirit of God and just, you know, that, that generalized... Yes, we should always be led by yep. the Spirit of God, but what you're saying is you just yeah. want to do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, you just want to fly by the seat of your pants. Yes, but <laughs> to be clear, but also to be what I have, what I and I know this is some maybe boring for some people, but these are things you get into as a pastor, right? So it's worth talking yeah. about our Baptist faith and message 2000. I've been going through that in a Bible study with with mm-hmm. some folks in our church, just why we believe what we believe, and the thing that I have concluded and as well knowing our annual conventions and knowing the things people talk about it is built in such a way to be pulled straight from scripture not Mm -hmm. saying or insinuating anything that's anti-scripture or bible but being general on purpose right and i think that's important because for instance the holy scriptures god breathed inerrant the whole the whole nine yards but it doesn't tell you what Bible to read, what version of sure. translation to read. Even where though Southern some, Baptists, we have our own. Right. And every <laughs> church, it, it leaves room for every church to be able to decide that for its autonomous self. Well, that's how you build cooperation, right? Yes. And, I, and that's what we're getting into a little bit with the Clarity team at our church is we've gathered constitutions and bylaws from many different churches. And, dude, we've got some that are 50, 60 pages. We've got some that are two pages, dude. Right? We need to strike a place somewhere in the middle of that. I don't. I don't think we should probably have a fifty-page. Let me send you mine. Uh, <laughs> how, how big is it? This is more than two hundred pages. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! Now, are we talking about constitution? Or are we talking about bylaws, or both? It's the whole document. Okay. Good gracious! Yeah, now, which I don't is, want to say anything. Which is why this fine. is. Which is why it's difficult, right? Yeah, because any movement you make, you're changing something. You can't. You can't follow yeah. it. And so, look, it's always in process. It, it is right. big. It's a big document. But you know, we're we're working on what we can clean up in there, what we can pare down, how we can make yeah. it simpler and make it function more right. for the church. Right. Uh, well, what, think of it this way. Think of it this way. One last statement about this. What did the Pharisees do in Jesus' day and before Jesus came physically to this earth for his 34 years span of physicalness here on this earth? Um, they they had the law. Mm-hmm. 
God's, God's dictated, breathed law mm-hmm. they were trying to follow. Mm-hmm. They also added, what was it, 900 and some odd. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Extemporary. So they added their constitution bylaws, and they kept adding and adding and adding yeah. and adding and adding. And by the time Jesus comes, and in, in, in all of this, of course, they they were so bound by the law that they couldn't even function. They yeah. weren't fulfilling the kingdom of God. They yeah. weren't in the mission. They weren't doing because they had restricted themselves down to, I mean, you couldn't walk 30 paces away from your home, or it was working on the Sabbath, Yeah. right? You had to make your food days before, that kind of thing. You know, and there's yeah. crazy, crazy rules. I feel like churches try to do the same thing. We well, that's what got in our fellowship hall. So we need to put that yeah, in the. Yeah. Con- well, that's no, what got that Jesus doesn't... in trouble, right? Was plucking the grain yeah. right. on the Sabbath. Yeah. Eating on the Sabbath in public spaces, right? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, so we, we can move on for that. We're trying to get down and nail into that. Um, we're. You know, we have some things that are just a little bit out of whack. Nothing terrible, but just sure. they need to be consistent. You got to clean so, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so church giving process, we've been into that. We're doing some sanctuary upgrades, dude. Uh-huh. Did I tell you about that? You've told me a little bit, but we haven't yeah. talked much. <laughs> yeah. So um, this has been on the slate for, for three or four years uh, since I've been here now, but uh, now getting to where we can put some monies into our main uh, st- stage area we have some dated things yeah. um, we have kind of picture this in your mind I won't go too elaborate but we have a back wall that used to house organ pipes Okay, and, and those yep. are long since gone we long since don't use an organ anymore yeah. but here's these big holes yep. <laughs> so we've you know we've got them you know misdirected with lighting and different things like that but we want to fix that the, the kind of the crux and the centerpiece of this is going to be moving. We, we've got some older projectors. Believe it or not, we're still yeah. using four by three aspect projectors. Oh, wow. With VGA or not. V, yeah, probably VGA cabling. Yeah, if they're four by three, I'm sure they're VGA. Yeah. So uh, updating that, looking at either laser projection, maybe yep. a 20 by That's nine or do. 16 by nine. We've got two on the sides that are, in my opinion, a little too lofty. Fixing the wall, bringing the bringing that screen down more to the center, mm-hmm. and do the you know what's more modern technology with that? Either laser projection, or I've been looking into LED paneling, okay. like LED wall. Yeah. Uh, super excited that the prices come down way on that. Yeah, um, but learning that technology and get to it. Also, we're doing some uh, uh, some of, some of the folks in our church was talking to you about this. Some of the folks in our church mm-hmm. can't hear very well. Huh? Um, he- hearing assisted system. So what? we're getting looking at that. I can't hear you. What the huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's neat technology out that day. So we're we're kind of moving through that, walking through the process, and and doing all that stuff. But outside of that, I mean, that's been that's that's kept a lot of time yeah, right there. No doubt. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. So just it doesn't sound like a lot, but man, it's got to have meetings for all these things, right? Yeah. You know, get, Everything when you're dealing with a congregation, everything turns into a bigger deal than maybe it, oh, maybe gosh, you expect yeah. or it should be. Even um, just because you yourself could get it done in a, in a couple weeks, two or three meetings, but you but, should communicate right because you've right. got to keep everybody informed. You've got to answer right. the questions because everybody's got a stake in it, right? Yeah, um, everybody knows kind of what they expect, and you know it's up to you. Imagine to, Moses moving two two and a half million people. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to you got to manage those expectations, right? And you've yeah. got to. What's well, just like we said, you got to you got to set it out clearly so that people know what to expect. So and that, within a reasonable amount of time, because you don't want to. You know, we talk about this yeah. as a staff. Yeah, we we work on these things day to day and, and think through these processes, but communicating that in a timely manner, but also with enough time for people to process. You know. Right. Not just throwing everything out there, and we look like we're doing our things all of a sudden. Yeah, communicating it it in a in a good space of time to give people time to process. You know, yeah. well, what about you? What's been going on? Man, mine has been not as much whole church focused as as yours was, but um, mine is very specific ministry focused. As we're trying <laughs> trying to kick COVID out the door. <laughs> good luck uh, yeah you know this this omicron has not been kind to us up here i don't know how it's mm-hmm. been down there but uh we've had a number of folks that have 
tested positive for it. And of course, then you end up quarantining for, mm. I don't know, it seems like forever. But, I don't know, are, we, are we quarantining anymore? I mean, I know you, we, we are quarantining. We should quarantine for a certain period of time, but it may be a little different here in Florida. Yeah. I, it, I had somebody walk up to me Sunday. Yeah, I had COVID the other day. Yeah. Why are you in front of me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No, we, we, um, yes, you, you do quarantine. Now those periods yeah. have changed depending on whether you're vaccinated, right. whether you're not, you know, right. all that stuff. But still it's, it's been, it's been a big pain here as I'm sure it has been mm-hmm. in a lot of other places. But so I've been looking at, you know, restarting certain groups, uh, starting new groups. Um, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adding in, I'm attempting to add in. <laughs> A choir for my for my contemporary service, a praise choir. Okay, um, and so trying to just find time to get that even squeezed in has been. You got enough people for that? Well, it, that doesn't have to be a big group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, once we get it rolling, it's one of those things that people see it and it grows. Yeah, um, but that's um, want to be part of it. Yeah, yeah that that's the hope. Um, it's kind of like the orchestra, right? Trying to get that. Man, they 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 did a fantastic job at Christmas. We had a we had an awesome uh, presentation. They did so good um, for only having been back in the saddle for uh, four months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's awesome. They did a great great job. We had we had a good night. Everything was a little short. Um, I, I picked a shorter musical, and we actually doubled up with the kids. The kids went first. We did them both in one night because uh, they were both shorter. Because I had to have something where if we had to shut down. Or, or oh, not yeah. have choir, I, it was a little bit easier and a little bit shorter because mm-hmm. I needed them to take that CD and go home and rehearse if if we couldn't do it together. Mm-hmm. So, but so those groups are good. But I'm looking forward to getting this worship choir started. I I think it has a lot of potential to add to that service. Um, just just getting people plugged in. Um, you don't have to be a fantastic singer. I need you to come and be faithful and be enjoy consistent. and enjoy worshiping the Lord. Right? Yeah. Comes yeah. down to it. That's what I'm after. Um, whether you carry a tune or not, you know, just don't stand under a microphone. Right? <laughs> you need to be able to carry a tune. <laughs> but, you, you know, but see, I'm of the mindset for a choir like that. Yeah. Come and worship. Right. Because that's yeah. more infectious, if you will, than singing exact right notes. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not a popular opinion uh, among choir directors, but you no, know, I, I I battle back and forth with this with with people, and you're a little bit different than I am. Even I, we talk about harmony and doing all these different parts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion, congregational singing, very 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 few people are singing parts. Oh yeah, you, you yeah. need to lead well, lead the melody well. Yeah, um, and that needs to be represented. So more than just get up there and make sure you have a group that sings parts. Cause I want to hear parts. It, you know, you, well, you get it. You understand. What well, I do, you know, that is something that we do in the traditional service, right? Is we mm-hmm. make sure that we, you know, we're good on parts. We've got, we've got those and we're, it's, it's a little different focus in that service. Right. Yeah. But, but for this service, just come and sing your heart out. That's all I want. Come and sing your heart out. Somebody on my praise team recently asked me, do you want me to sing a harmony with this part? I said, now, or no, they asked it, do you want harmony or not? I said, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I want harmony well, done well. <laughs> but if it's not, I want melody. <laughs> See, we I've got some real strong, i got three ladies that I sing with um, that, oh, yeah, that, that primarily sing, sing harmony. Yeah. And it's, man, I'll tell you, I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better group. Yeah. Um, not of singers anyway, as a, as a whole. So they, they're, they're awesome. I got that going, man. I've already, I've already got Christmas ordered for this year. Oh Lord heavens. Uh, I had it before. <laughs> I had it before the year was out. I mean, uh, yeah. Look, when, when I heard Brentwood Benson was going out of business. Yeah. That's I, big. I went on the hunt real quickly to try to find something that was going to work for us. And actually I ended up picking up Easter and Christmas for this year back in mm. early December because they they shut down right after Thanksgiving. So yeah, with that, what is what is now like like Lifeway ordering word? Yeah, when I was ordering choir stuff for for choir groups, Brentwood Benson was a big one for me. They are. Yep, I think Publisher. Brentwood did a great job of kind of walking the line between traditional and contemporary. Yeah, you could yeah, find both. Did. You had yep. both there, um, and some were 
like right squarely in the middle. Um, you know, well, you've you got Word. About this. Word publishing, how Leonard kind of connected, yeah. Word uh, is going to be generally a little more traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, although they, they do have some contemporary things, but I don't. their arrangements have not been nearly as good in my opinion. Lifeway, of course, Lifeway still putting that stuff out, which is, is fine. Um, they do. Yeah, I mean, they're stuck in the 90s, but. <laughs> uh, some of their stuff is, is pretty good. I actually do a, a yeah. fair amount with Lifeway uh, for a, from a choral standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple smaller ones, uh, Lilinus, which Word now is the administrator for Lilinus. Um, That's a Lutheran publisher. Lutheran publisher, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm I, thinking of Nazarene Press. That's, yeah, never mind. Yeah. And then there's um, uh, Lawrence, uh, which Lawrence, is also yeah. under under Word. Um, so, man, those those um, those shops are getting smaller, right? You think, well, we talked about this, and, and I see all kinds of articles all the time, not to spearhead off another conversation, but I, I think for better or for worse, whatever side you're on, the days of large choirs are going away. You know, The market I, I, sure I is bearing that, isn't it? The market is bearing that over years of churches pulling out. They don't have the time, they don't have the resources, and they don't have the the participation to do it anymore. Somebody in my church, why don't, why don't we have a choir? Why don't we have a choir? I said, I need, I need 20 people to yeah. show up. Are you going to come sing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I invite you to come. We'll do it. But you I come. can't sing. Well, that's why we I, don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be part of it. So I think the desire is there to see a choir, which I'm all for. I've had a choir at every church I've been at, but you know, be careful to not rail your worship pastor just because choir is maybe seasonal and not every day yeah. of the year so it's it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting to, to see how this all plays out you know as mm-hmm. we get a little farther down the line with this but you know based on what publishers are doing choirs might be in trouble just from a, even a music, music standpoint <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if this continues um, yep. and as it continues to consolidate you know, as that market consolidates it'll be interesting to see really how that plays out because Brentwood was a big player. I can't. Huge. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with now the smaller ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, Word and Lifeway. Uh, I mean, Worship Together, I think, has some stuff. But I, I mean, even Praise Charts does some choir arrangements. Yeah, but, they've got choir arrangements, I've noticed, too. And that's a good resource if you're trying to create a worship choir. Because yeah. you're picking your, I mean, I use Praise Charts a lot, and there's usually some sort of simple choir arrangement that you can find with yeah. whatever you're doing. I will probably go download the SATB charts for what I've got mm-hmm. for the for the congregational songs we'll do. Um, that, that group's actually going to start on Easter morning. I've got a, um, Yay. you know, the uh, the song Forever, uh, Carrie Job. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it goes on forever in your family and your family. and your. No, that's the no, blessing. that's the blessing. It yeah. goes on forever and ever in your family. Forever he... <laughs> Is lifted high. Yeah, I I can't sing anything this morning, man. Week after all the rehearsals this week, um, but that's a I've got a, a nice arrangement. It's got um, video band nice. will accompany. So click track all that stuff, you know. So anyway, uh, got that going on, and man, a big one. Uh, I'm back in school. Dun so, dun dun. <laughs> I am. Uh, Officially in school, even though I've not been to a class yet, uh, yeah. I'm working on a doctor of education, and with a focus in discipleship. And um, I'm I'm I, I work <laughs> and I read. That's that's what I do. And and write. God bless you. As soon as we finish here in just a few moments, I will be jumping in the car and headed to uh, Wake Forest, so that I can spend most of the day over there in the library. So, um, but I have to admit, I miss I miss Wake Forest. We lived. You know, mm-hmm. we lived like a rock's throw from the seminary just about. So Yeah, a little bit farther for me, but, you know, it'll take me about 30 minutes to get up there today. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, classes are, each class is three days. Mm. Um, and there's, like for one class, for instance, um, let's see, I'm trying to think this class that I'm in. I'm only doing one class. Uh, because this turnaround was so quick, I couldn't. I couldn't do two. Uh, this class, I think, had six books, um, two book reviews, one research paper in six weeks. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Six I weeks. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm not denying it's a by lot. By the time I, I got in. I have heard of worse. <laughs> well, by the time I got in, I can only do one class. Because um, mm. I, I couldn't do that for two classes. So double that to do two, right? Um, so anyway, that's, that's that's a big, big deal. Um, seriously, I read, read and write. That's what I do. Yeah. So um, yeah, you were telling me your reading list was was pretty deep. Yeah, I got books all over the place, man. I got books in my office. I got books sitting by the couch. I got <laughs> I got two on the piano bench right here behind me. I just I told you, Kindle and Audible. That's how I'd be doing it. But you gotta you gotta highlight. So you gotta do more reading and comprehension. Well, my my problem with Audible is. I, it's too easy to tune out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I need to not tune not it out. Not when I'm listening to Jack Reacher <laughs> punching somebody in the head as I'm walking through my neighborhood, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, get him. Yeah. Um, Dallas Willard's not really writing that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's a little, little different. Well, I'll tell you what, man, as we... Um, as we wrap up today, um, let's talk about. And we're not going to do. Let's not do set list today. We'll we'll pick that back nah, up next week. I, I know. I but hard on that set list. <laughs> I, well, so did I. But what I do want to talk about though is we've got what two and a half months of new songs under our belts now. Yeah. So what have you added in since we talked last? What are some songs that you've added into your mix, particularly, particularly ones that have gone very well for your congregation? So, well, I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared with the new ones we're working on. Oh, you can do um, that too. There's a, there's a, well, we are doing, I told you, um, and we've talked about the context of using different groups and whether you would use right. certain denominational Yeah, yeah, they can go things. back and listen to episode yeah. like 12. <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked about that, but there was a, a Bethel song that I was, two Bethel songs that we've kind of started introducing, uh-huh. uh, Egypt being one. Okay. Man, such a. I, I I don't like to talk in a in a sense of, I feel this and I feel that and and you know that that kind of thing. But yeah. I I felt, you know, God really impressed me to use that song. So I don't know why, yeah. but um, the story there is is really good in, in song. So Egypt and uh, God is for us. Uh, City of Light is from City okay. of Light is another one, that's kind of really. Surprise me. It's more of a Getty, Matt Papa. Very hymnic. Hymnic kind of song. Fun to sing. People love it. Great, great text, which is important. Yeah. Um, of course, you've been doing Firm Foundation. I haven't um, been doing it. We actually are teaching it this practicing. week. Practicing. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been kind of working through that. And um, that's really good. Um, let's see. What's some others? Evidence. We had that in for a while. People yeah. really love that. That's a good one. One of our favorite songs to do now, seemingly, um, and I'm just judging maybe off of participation and what people have told sure. me, uh, God so loved. Oh, yeah. God so we loved the, kingdom? the world that he gave us. Uh, it's it's straight scripture, right? But we, well, we love to sing it. It's John 3.16 and then the yeah. doxology in the bridge, yeah. right? Right. Praise God, praise God, praise so, him from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> ironically enough, we're the complaint desk. I had did have somebody say, I don't like that song because it repeats too much. <laughs> it's kind of the Bible, <laughs> word for word. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Andal's Messiah, it, it repeats a lot too, a lot. You but say hallelujah great. a time or two. A few times. Yeah. <laughs> comfort ye my people, you know. Um, but, you know, we're having a good time That's with good. those. So I like that. We, uh, God so loved has been a good one for us too. Yeah. Um, but uh, we yes, we're teaching firm foundation. Um, like I said, that one we're doing this week. Um, I, I do want to back up just a little bit and put these in your pocket for next. Put this yeah, these two in your pocket for next year is glorious. We the kingdom did that. Um, oh yeah, it's a Christmas song. Yeah. Awesome song, man. <laughs> My people loved it. Well, our pastor, our new pastor, on for a Christmas Eve service. Uh, he had me download the Ableton track and make a track for them in, in the right key, yeah. and his family sang it. So he, oh, okay. his wife, and his kids, um, and I joke at him because I say he's got 100 kids. He's got four. <laughs> so 
But um, to me, that's a hundred kids because yeah. I have two. Hallelujah. <laughs> but hallelujah. Um, yeah, they did a fantastic job. Sounded so good, and um, we we like that. You know, you you get about five, maybe six weeks, depending on how the calendar falls, to do Christmas mm. Christmas music. So it's Three, hard to two. get a. <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> it, it's hard to get a lot of new Christmas songs in, but that one and Hope yeah. Has a Name. Hope Has a Name is a good one. Um, those two, just put them in your back pocket for this year because they actually went, yeah. went quite well for only doing them twice. You know, so essentially I'll be reteaching them again this this Christmas, right? Um, you, didn't do, you didn't do Christmas shoes at, at, at your church? <laughs> Mama, let's buy these Or Mary, did you know? Shoes. I did have some requests for Mary, did you know this year? For we, my we, mama, please. Oh, gosh. That's all I know shoot, of it. <laughs> shoot me. Shoot me. <laughs> Shoot me. Uh, Kitsch at his finest. Um, yeah. No, but a couple that we, we've we've been working on that have gone very well. Uh, a new name written down in glory. Not the hymn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Charity Gale. She did the um, Thank oh, You, Jesus, sure, yeah. for the Blood. Right. That's okay. a good one, too. You. If you're not doing that, that that's a great one. Um, yeah. But new name written down in glory, uh, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I mean, it follows the hymn, right? Oh, yeah. But it's um, it's so good, man. It's uh, the only thing that that grates on me a little bit is the bridge. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Fine, right? But right. after number ten or twelve of singing that, mm, yeah. But the problem is, if you cut it, you miss the build. Yeah. So it's, I, I typically try to cut, if I'm going to cut, like, cause we know, we know as worship pastors, some of the music, I mean, it does go a little far yeah. singing the bridge nine times coming around oh, yeah. the chorus 14 times. Uh, you know, I, I've got a certain time limit in mind that I think we should sing a song. I might cut three of those bridges out of our tracks and then try to try well, to rewrite the music a bit. This is not overly long. It's right. just, it's repetitive. I am who I am because the, I am tells me who I am. I mean, that's a lot of I am's in there, which yeah, fine. is fine. But by the time you sing that, I think it's eight times. It's either eight or 12 times. I can't remember. Well, you know what I would say there? It, it it may not mean anything to you, and you may feel like you repeat it, but it sure meant something to the, the Egyptians, and oh, it sure no meant doubt. something to Israel. <laughs> no doubt. Who sent and you? And God repeated it a whole lot. The I am. And, Tell yeah, them the I am sent you. Pharaoh's going down in the water, and that was his last thoughts. I am. Dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am dying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's my yeah. only hang up on that one. Good, great song. I love the song, though. Um, just just celebrating, you know, the salvation that, that God offers us. Um, last one I'll say, House of the Lord. I think you've been doing that one. Phil Wickham. Yeah, Phil Wickham. That, um, it, it brings up an interesting thing because you got those pastors out there will say, yeah, House of the Lord. The church is not the house of the Lord. The Lord lives in us. And it's a yeah. semantical argument to me. It is a designated place where we come to worship. So it, it's the house of the Lord. But understanding our bodies are temples and the Lord resides yeah. within us if you have faith in Christ. Well, I mean, but if Scripture I, I didn't call that, if he didn't say, you know, I'll be in my father's house, you know, yeah. referring to. Well, and the only reason I say that is because I had a pastor one yeah. time tell me, I would greet the church sometimes with the, hey, welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Got super bent out of shape because I said, "Don't, yeah. geez, don't ever say that again." Yeah. Number one, I'll. It's not. I'm not saying anything unbiblical, but yeah. You calm down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 49 at this point. Calm down, dude. <laughs> my well, younger self would have been like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> well, so this is sounds like you've got a lot going. We sure have a yeah. lot going, and you know, as <laughs> it's funny, man, because it's like I. I think we we were saying earlier. It's just as you think. Okay, I get past this, <laughs> and and I'll have more time. Yeah, you, you really don't. Nope. Whatever time you thought you have, it just gets filled with something else. Like your son dropped his saxophone, and you have to take half a day to go get that thing fixed. You mm. know, I, something always fills the time. So yeah. I say that just to to remind you. You have time for what you make time for. Yeah, you do. So, I, I, and you make you have time for 
Corinthians, First Corinthians 9, you have time for who you make time for. Well, that's what I was going to say is in the middle of all the busyness, whether it's putting LED walls in, whether it's starting a new choir, going to school, fixing saxophones, whatever it is, endless doctor appointments, whatever it is, mm-hmm. don't forget what you're called to do. Right. Uh, you're a pastor. Our job is people. We say it all the time, so we'll go ahead and get it out there in season two, episode one. Your job is people. Your job's not music. Your job is people. So mm-hmm. as a pastor, your job is not preaching. Your job is people. Now, you reach them by preaching. We reach them through music. Mm-hmm. Some reach them through student activities or kids' activities. But at the end of the day, our job is people. Right. So. Keep that, uh, just keep that at the forefront because that will keep your priorities straight, right? We are praying. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, uh, God is good. Seek after him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And trust the rest of him. I mean, you know, we're talking um, Sunday, our our sermon is about worrying, right? Don't be anxious about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet with all things through prayer and supplication, give thanks. Right, uh, but that's. But we're talking about don't be anxious because God's got it under control. Right, and, and we live in a world that is many times formatted and structured in a way to make us worry, to pull us to worry, to well, kind of make us do that. But we'd yeah. like to control things. His burden is light. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, brother. I'm so glad to be back and uh, glad to get this rolling again. So it's it's good just to kind of get our feet under us, kind of recap everything that's been going on and make sure that uh, we, we are both still alive. Yay! <laughs> Stupid busy, but alive. I uh, know. And, uh, you know, God is good, man. So, brother, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for joining me this morning. Sorry I ended up having to put us off a couple weeks, but uh, but I'm glad glad to be rolling again. That was and, only uh, 90 days. No, it's, oh, is that all? Just quarter of the year? 90 days exactly yesterday. <laughs> oh, nice. Just quarter, quarter of the year. Easy, right? Uh, anyway, but uh, man, praying for you this week uh, as you lead. Uh, for those of you out there that are listening, we are praying for you as well. And uh uh, I will mention we've moved our web host, so everything is maybe not um, where it should be, but if you go to thecomplaintdesk.com, you will see what you need to see there. Yeah, uh, domain re- takes you there. Yep, reach out to us, info at thecomplaintdesk.com. Let us know uh, what we can help you with. Let us know what we can be praying for, and mm-hmm. uh, but we certainly will pray as you lead your congregation uh, this weekend. Brother, I appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you all next week.